0: On this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Alfred J. Howard, CEO of Leider Counseling and Consulting, LLC. Al, thank you so much for joining me and the listeners for this episode of Take Talks Business. I appreciate you taking the time to to sit with me and, and just have a conversation.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, can you give me a little bit of history about uh, your career and, and kind of, of what's taken you from um, your early days to, to where we are today?
1: Okay, um, so I, I guess I'll start with like the influences that kind of got me to where I am today. And um, I'd, I'd have to start with you know growing up in New York. Um, I think that experience growing up in New York and the people I, were, I was exposed to growing up in terms of business owners, um, mm-hmm. a lot of that being family, um, my mother, my grandfather, um, uh, two, both of my grandfathers. Um, we, we, I had, I had examples. Yeah. Um, and getting a chance to work at my mother's business as a really, at a really early age, she was an optometrist, uh, oh, okay. for the state of New York. Um, and she, she taught, um, optometry. She had her own business, still has a bit, her building there in New York. Nice. And, um, I worked there, you know, I, yeah. I sort of, before working age, you know, was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so not, not so this bad. This was many just,
0: years ago, so we're not worried about yeah, labor laws at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, well before anyone paid attention, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, I worked there. I worked with, I worked with her, the patients, um, getting, whether it was filing their, um, you know, their ID cards or whatever oh, yeah. it is or getting yep. their glasses from downstairs or I learned how to do things with glasses I learned how to repair glasses By the time. I was 12 years old I'm fixing wow. people's glasses helping them adjust on their face and stuff like that. It was oh, you know, cool. I uh, And I got to see so many different people living in New York, yeah. you know, I you work from children to adults to people with special needs and wow. you know, you just die different cultures so it was really those early experiences that sort of got me on my path, yeah. and um, after I graduated high school, I was ready to leave New York. I wanted to see something different. Uh, Virginia seemed like a nice place because people <laughs> said hello. Um, it was the first, my first experience with strangers saying hello. Wow. So, so that's really the case, huh? I mean, uh, for those yeah. of
0: us who kind of grow up around here, I mean, you hear people say that, but it really is the case. It huh? really is the case. Oh, New York, cool.
1: it's not that we're mean. We're just in our zone. Yeah. We're just sort of like... And if you're saying hi to me, do I know you or yeah. why are you talking to me? What is it you want? <laughs> um, so uh, it, <laughs> when I was touring the campus here at ODU, um, that's where I went okay. to school. Um, shout out to ODU. Everyone nice. nice. Go Monarchs. Um, but it was a lady who walked by me on, the, on Hampton Road there and yeah. said hello to me. She was very nice. I remember, I could remember her vividly. Very yeah. nice, unassuming lady. Say hello to me, but I, I caught myself watch checking my back. Like, what is this lady saying hello to me? That was my first sort of thing. It was really odd. Yeah. But anyways, I I got there. Enjoyed my time at ODU. Got some great experiences, and um, I actually didn't go into this. I didn't go to school for this field. Okay. Um, I went to college initially to study. I wanted to be like a veterinarian or a zoologist. I just wanted to work with animals. Oh, wow, okay. I was really strong in biology in high school, yeah. um, and I learned, I know to you, that high school biology and college biology are very different. Um, you can't just sort of walk through. <laughs> <laughs> um, I struggled. My first semester, I, 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 was, I learned really quickly yeah. that you need to study. If you're gonna go into like science and medicine and stuff, you, you gotta study, study a lot. Yeah. I wasn't the studying type. You know I I I knew what I liked and I kind of the things I really enjoyed I really kind of stuck my teeth in Gotcha. and when I spoke to an advisor that seemed to be more so the people type of subjects that I was introduced to in and yeah. my experiences growing up so he recommended sociology but he he told me pretty upfront like you're not gonna make any money doing sociology you do research and teach and I was like that's not my shtick either yeah so um he, he suggested marketing research. Okay, And so I went in that direction. I studied sociology as my major gotcha. and minored in marketing and management so I could sort of um, avoid some of the other complicated classes that yeah. you get going through business. Which um, for
0: those who'd have done marketing and business, I mean, it really is to a certain extent, the study of people. It is. It's how we respond to things. It is. Yeah.
1: And that sort of thing came back to me later on. Yeah, I realized that those experiences, learning learning those things in college did separate me from when I came into the field eventually yeah. this field yeah. um I came into it with a very business mind oriented mind okay but also with the desire to help yeah but I saw it from a um, the business perspective, I respected that part of it, and i gotcha. understood that if something's not happening, what are we doing wrong in these different areas and stuff? Yeah. so that that was really helpful and ODU you um in my 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 education there really helped my nice. experience there and so my advisor suggested I try something in the in underneath my major something in an internship in that direction and i did i uh got an internship at the juvenile courts uh, norfolk oh, juvenile okay. courts yeah um and I did probation. I did. I was interned oh, wow. as a probation officer, and uh, I loved that experience. Part I love part of that experience. I love yeah. the part where uh, I had opportunities to talk to young people yeah. about what they were doing, what was going on in their lives, and their parents about what I could do to help, and that they're that, you know just being there to oh, listen, okay. um, you know, because they're distraught and confused, don't know what to do to help their child, and. Yeah. Um, I appreciated the opportunities, the time they gave me to talk to them, and to come to me, wow. and uh, I I really enjoy trying to help them find ways through those things. Yeah. Um. But what I what kept coming back to me, I didn't like the penal side of it, and I understand that you know crime, there's punishment. Yeah. But um, uh, I really more so kept seeing that these young people. And these families were really products of their environment products of their experiences Gotcha. and so I was really torn very often as if am I doing them a, a disservice by violating them or should I be really looking at more ways to kind of in, help them navigate resources and things of that nature and programs yeah. and so by the end of that I got some really good advice from the, uh, the my supervisor who was a mentor in my earlier years and he pointed me in the direction of like working with people um i started out with a group home then went into in home counseling and got into a, a great company called family systems and new life programs and um they had some really dynamic people there some really dynamic leaders and um great people that um clinicians that i could learn from um who are still good friends to me today and yeah. mentors in other ways um but uh there was a really charismatic slash there authoritarian slash mother hen loving <laughs> type of uh uh ceo there who really her and the the, the other leadership there yeah. really um helped mold me That's and great. give me opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise I was just had my bachelors yeah but they saw something in me they saw that I had a talent or gift and they really took me underneath their wing. They helped me grow up. A lot of the leadership there was, they, they, had, they had their masters or their doctorates, and they were licensed clinicians, and they were helping me, they were telling me, you need to go get your masters. Yeah. And um, So I started it while I was here, but I just, everybody I knew was older than me. They had children and stuff like that, and so I just found myself feeling stuck. Yeah. And I, you know, I had, had a fiance at the time who was working in DC, and I, didn't, I knew I didn't want to go to DC, but I know I didn't want to go back to New York. I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew I need to go somewhere to challenge myself. Yeah. And um, ultimately, she really wanted to go to Chicago. Uh, I'm a New Yorker, so Chicago was like the worst place for <laughs> me to go. You know, the sports rivalries <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, you
0: um, were an enemy territory. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what are you talking about? There's nothing
1: I want to do in Chicago. She had me come down for a weekend, and I fell in love with the city. Yeah. I had to work really hard to to build my name and reputation gotcha. and to um, and I, and I think that challenge helped me grow a lot. Um, yeah. and, and So I worked a few places there, group homes, I worked in community, counseling, I did life coaching for persons with uh, um, uh, certain disabilities and uh, uh, mental health disorders, gotcha. um, usually teens transitioning to adulthood who had challenges otherwise doing so. And then I got a, a, a one of my favorite jobs, working um, at a children's hospital, Lori Children's Hospital, okay, um, which is now, which is now Laurie's Children's Hospital, um, in Chicago, downtown Chicago. Okay, that used to be Children's Memorial, and uh, got a chance to work with some really, really amazing people there, and um, uh, I mean the doctors that not only just the, the all the people, it was a really great place to understand what a healthy, successful culture is like. And then after, you know, my wife and I, we had our second, by the time we had our second child, it was about time to move back to East Coast, you know, not having the babysitters, the grandparents and stuff yeah. like that, the family and family, stuff. yeah. We decided to come back. Um, I, I took about two weeks off after working in residential and um, haven't looked back since. I've That's been, great really enjoying it and enjoy the flexibility um i you know especially in this past year there hasn't been a a, a much of a a opening in in my time
0: having been through that were there any lessons learned um uh, either immediately or or just over an extended period of time that you look back on and go um either yeah i wish i had known that or or things that if if somebody were to say hey I'm gonna start a similar business like okay. what do
1: I not do <laughs> what do you not do um, I'd say going into like business ownership what I found is that you better love it yeah you know um, my my grandfather was really helpful in that um, he has a jazz bar, and um, well, he's deceased now since last year, but um, he's had a jazz, he's always had business, but he has a, a really um, successful jazz bar in Harlem and um, for many years. And there was one time I came to him and I said, you know, Grandpa, um, you think it's time for me to start learning the business? And he says, you don't want to do this. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? Like, you know, what do you mean I don't want to do? This? And he said, you have to, you're going to do something. Do something that you love. Yeah. You know, this isn't your thing. Like, this is my thing. And if you want to do it, great. Yeah. But if you want to do it for some sake of like you want to, you know, this is a family business, or something like that. You yeah. don't have to do it for that because this um, takes you away from your family. Yeah. You know, he. He spent his evenings, you know, from about ten to three in the morning. He's at the at the club, yeah. you know, and so it took him away from his family um, a lot of times. And before then, he was a detective, so he had, his family had been accustomed with him being yeah. gone because he was yeah. a, a really um, successful detective in New York City. Yeah. So he was always gone, but um, I really he understood how much I he knew how much I loved my, you know, spending time with my kids and my family and yeah. um, that those were things that really sort of built me up and helped me kind of uh, sustain me. Yeah. And um, he knew it wasn't my, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my thing. Yeah. And he really was one to help me like, you know, do what you love to do. And that passion will drive you when the times are rough, when the the, the money is slow, you know, it, it, because you're passionate about you can also be really creative. Yeah. You won't give up on it. Yeah. Um, you'll figure out other ways to make it work. Um, or you figure out new ways to kind of expand the business. Yeah. But most importantly, it's like, I don't want to leave my business, yeah. you know, especially if I love it, I've got to find figure out a way to make it work. That's great. And so, so along
0: yeah. those same lines then, um, I mean, you've got a passion for it. And, and I want to make sure um, the people understand exactly what it is you are offering. So if somebody's gonna come work with you, what are the services
1: that you, you provide? Therapy. Okay. Um, working with um, all ages of people and different types of issues, doing outpatient counseling. Okay. Um, I'd say predominantly right now, my majority, I've worked with couples, families, you know, adults, children, yeah. um, adolescents, seniors, I work with everybody. Gotcha. Um, but I'd say predominantly most of my 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 client base right now, my specialization is working with persons with autism or their families oh wow, okay yeah. um and uh, uh men gotcha. i i it's always been a an, uh, an area that I felt was underserved because it was undervisited, I guess yeah like you know men didn't really go into counseling yeah. a lot but I knew. We had stuff that we needed to work through because I'm I'm a man who needed I was a man who needed who had stuff and I still work through stuff. Yeah. we have stuff to work through, but we aren't the same in terms of like with women generally. We try to talk about our feelings and things like that. We connect in other ways, and we don't, you know, historically we, we kind of kind of push stuff down and stuff like that, and it comes back and bites us in the butt in some other way <laughs> or something. Um, but um, I'd say in the past year and a half. I've seen more men in therapy than I've seen in my 17 years of doing, working with people. Wow. So it's been a real shift. And uh, I think that's a positive for mental health and and men and um, counseling in general. Um, I'd say the other thing that I do is uh, consulting work. Um, I work with, um, I do life coaching. Um, Life coaching probably is more than the consulting. I do life coaching as well. Okay. Uh, like, like entrepreneurs leaders in, yeah. in industry type of thing yeah um, executives or you know that sort of thing
0: well when we talk um, on this podcast I talk a lot to um, small business owners entrepreneurs I mean it's a it's a it's a big reason it was a catalyst for even starting this um, and I've talked to several who have had coaches mm-hmm. mentors but even but specifically coaches mm-hmm. um, and and many of them said that that for multiple reasons, whether it's that they're being held accountable, um, whether it's uh, because they they can uh, they can talk about stuff that they don't want to have to talk about either with a spouse or right. or, or, or a, a co partner in the business, and and obviously they're not going to discuss it with their customers. Right. Right. Um, so when you when you deal with um, the small business and the entrepreneurs. Um, without getting into the specifics, obviously, um, what is it that you have found? Because we've heard it from the entrepreneur side. From your side, where do you find or see the value, the need for it? I mean, when, when our entrepreneurs are coming to you, what are you helping work them through?
1: I, I guess it's all really sort of goal-based. It's every individual, you know, okay. based on what they're their they're, identifying or wanting to kind of area they want to grow or try to work through or goal that they have gotcha. uh, but i'd say so all my work is really kind of client driven gotcha. um and so with, with i think with what you pointed out uh one of the challenges when you're at a certain level um if you're either the owner you know or you're at a certain level in um at the business and the business in a corporation or a company um you can't sort of you know the the higher you go, the more removed you can in terms of how vulnerable and i guess open you can be transparent, yeah, and um you also have to um you have to have it together in a sense, like yeah. you know people are trust their 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 livelihoods are in entrusting you in a sense that you are supposed to be running the business and yeah if you don't seem to have it together peop t- together people start to lose faith they they get nervous, they start to talk and it, it sort of breaks down um the functioning and at least yeah. the um efficiency maybe sometimes of how people work uh, because they're distracted by other things yeah. and increase increases anxiety in the workplace
0: do you feel that owners and and CEOs tend to feel isolated at times? oh yes, because unlike the the rest of us that can go to a coworker and complain or or, or, or just say stuff, an owner or CEO, there's not usually that person to do that. Maybe there is, but a lot of times there's not that person, or at least even if there is, they're not always comfortable being right. as open as they might want to right. be. Right. Do you find that's pr- pretty consistent?
1: I think that's probably one of the most consistent yeah. You know um, factors that plays a role in terms of why they may come to a life coach or a therapist yeah. uh, because they, these they're people too, yeah. you know, and they need to, there's things that are, you know, they have families, they have um, uh, lives outside of the work, and then there's stuff inside the work. It's just figuring like, how, what do you, you know, getting an objective opinion, yeah, an objective, some objective feedback, about what they should do or what they can do, or help them work it through. I think you know uh, what we t- typically tend to do in my field is not tell people what to do, but really help them find the path that's going to be best for them. Gotcha. Um, and so, and then also help to instill the sense of confidence or reassurance, at least, yeah. that something good can come of this. And so, let me take, let me take this risk. Let me try this. You know, let me do this. Yeah. And then. Um, when you when you, you do it and and it works out, or if you do it, and it works out. You got someone cheerleading you and who knows what you went through. Yeah. Um. And if it doesn't work out, you have someone to say, "All right, let's let's figure this out. What yeah. it went wrong? That's correct. And let's figure it out. So, um, I think that's. But I don't think that they get. You know, there's that. You have to be super comfortable in your vulnerability to be able to do something like that. Yeah. And not worry about whether or not it's going to come back. What you shared. Um confided in someone about is gonna come back mm-hmm. and bite you
0: so because it is so private um, how do you reach out like how do you grow your business how do you because and you talk about men mm-hmm. and since there's two guys in this conversation we can pick on men because right, right. we're just picking on ourselves the but because of that like a man may not be or a professional man or woman may not be comfortable going to another person and saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because it is a private thing. Um, and I, and you might want to talk to Alfred. Um, so do you find that that's the case or do you feel like the people are comfortable being able to go to other business leaders, entrepreneurs, people they know and say, Hey, I really think this is like, how does that work? I mean, is it different than, Hey, I need a roofer and I'm, I'm referring Joe,
1: right? What I say for um, the the the, and this has just been my experience. Yeah. Um, people that find me two primarily, prelim, primarily, excuse me, tongue tied. <laughs> primarily two ways: either through my Psychology Today page, okay, um, or by word of mouth. And by word of mouth, whether it's usually some sort of family or friend. Gotcha. And I think even okay. entrepreneurs, what I found is that it's either their, maybe their spouse, if they shared something with their spouse, or their spouse sees something and they're concerned, okay. and it sort of goes this way. But really, I think when it comes to the entrepreneurs, what it has been is their friends. Gotcha. Their friends have had experience either with me, or um, their spouse has had experience with me, or something okay. like that, or a, friend, or a friend of the family yeah. has had experience with me. It's sort of been some sort of Somewhere between four to four to two degrees of separation as to what you know their connection to that to that entrepreneur Yeah, um, or that you know that executive So that's sort of how people have found me. I think that for more the counseling yes through psychology today Yeah um, And as well as word of mouth, but primarily for like the life coaching and stuff like that It's been word of mouth perfect. Mm -hmm.
0: Well in this case we don't have to rely on word of mouth. We're okay. we're gonna we're gonna let you talk to the listeners. Um, so just to make sure before we do wrap up, how do people reach out to you? How do they find you? How do they connect?
1: Um, you just two ways. Uh, I'd say Psychology Today okay. is a good one. It's an easy. One. I have a profile there. Um, you just look my name up. You know, Alfred J. Howard. Perfect. And um, uh, my lighter counseling page. I have lightercounseling.com. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. Well, you know, Alfred, I I really appreciate the time you took to talk to me, talk to our listeners. Um, I wish you all the best. um, And uh, thanks for all you do for the people that you serve. Um, And thank you to the listeners of Take Talks Business for joining us on this episode, and we'll catch you in the next go-round.